What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 174 of the White Cat Outdoors podcast. Uh, this week, we have our good friend Austin Enterline on the podcast. Uh, you heard him back a few more, a uh, few times last fall with his uh, big black bear kill in archery season and uh, doe kill and rifle. He's been a regular at camp with us, and we've had a ton of fun with him. He's a very knowledgeable hunter, gets it done wherever he ends up, uh, this time down in Kentucky on public land. And I'm just excited to share this story with you guys and really kick off turkey season for us the right way. Um, so without further ado, let's get tuned into this week's episode. So I did the cardinal sin. I pull up my bow and then I look dead at his antlers. I got out of the truck and when I slammed the door, I heard gobbles all around me. Alaska, moose, spot and sock. That is the bucket list. I agree. What's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, turkey season's well on the way in some states, so we're going to talk about it tonight with Tom. He's hanging out. Glad to be here. And Nick's here as well. Always. Thank you for having me. He doesn't know anything about turkey hunting, but we let him yeah, come Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And since, like I said, turkey season's well underway in some other states, not Pennsylvania, unfortunately, yet, but Kentucky is a state that is in, and our, our phenomenal friend... Austin Enterline went to Kentucky, and he's on the podcast today to talk about what happened in Kentucky. Good evening. Good to be back. Yeah, we. Uh, I don't think we've heard from you since your uh, big bear kill, uh, or maybe your a doe kill in rifle season, um, but you've been on a few times, so the people, if they've been listening for a while, they know you. Um, yeah. But he's uh, labeled himself as a public land hunter now, so yeah, moving up. <laughs> First weekend of the turkey tour, so. There we go. Um <laughs> So let's back up a little bit here, Austin. Um, obviously, our turkey season up here hasn't even opened yet. So where did the idea to drive all the way to Kentucky for a weekend, uh, where did that idea come to life? So it's kind of started out, I got a guy at work that kind of always asked me what to do, like, or uh, what's going on during the weekend. And I'm like, you know what? It was Easter weekend. That's kind of when I pulled the trigger. It was kind of let's go down in Kentucky and see if there's some birds down there. Maybe, maybe get one or two. And that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. You didn't do like a whole lot of planning before. This. No, it was, it was like a week before. If that you were like, you know what, I'm going to go to Kentucky. Yeah. It was so last minute. I didn't, I really didn't have a plan going down there. I kind of picked some spots like the throughout the week, places to check, see if the birds were there. And, uh, were you scouting on Onyx? I'm yeah. Assuming? Yeah. That's where I had all my pinpoints located. And what were you looking for? Uh, so in Kentucky, there's a lot of a lot of hills, obviously, and and at e in the bottom of each of those hills, there's a, like a a grassy fields. There's rolling fields all over the place. I'm looking for like um, 
public land, of course, and I'm looking for wooded areas next to a field because I figured they'd be coming out there to strut during the mornings and evenings, and that's kind of where I was looking. So are you allowed to hunt all day in Kentucky? Yeah, all day and, and Sunday, too. Unlike PA, you can't hunt Sundays, so that was pretty cool. That really opens up your hunting. I mean, here, you know, you can only go till noon and for one day. So, like, a weekend hunt, you literally get half a day. So, yeah. driving all the way to Kentucky, you essentially get, you know, four times the hunting in a weekend. Yeah, that definitely made it worth it going down. Like, if you're coming from Kentucky to PA, it wouldn't really be worth it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. So, last minute, you decide you're heading all the way to Kentucky. Um, I'm assuming you use Onyx was probably your yeah key to you know locating some spots yeah um how did you what did you not hear me were you yeah were you talking i'm I'm kind of like reiterating (laughs) no i i got you um idiot so what did you uh were you sleeping out of your truck did you get a hotel or what was your means of staying while you're down there yeah i mean i did bring my sleeping bag in case it really shit hit the fan and had to sleep in the truck but uh after looking at like the four spots I had just going around these national forest and wildlife management areas and figuring out what was the best case scenario for me to hunt in the morning. And I've found a hotel probably actually an hour away from where I started that Saturday morning. So, so you had like several spots picked out. You're like, maybe here, maybe here. Yeah. Kind of close. I'm guessing. Right. And you just, what made you pick the spot that you did? Uh, actually that Saturday morning, the opening day, I had no idea where I was going because so you got there Friday night. Yeah. So well, you actually, didn't even I have got there, time to scout. Yeah. So I left work, uh, Friday morning and I drove all the way down there. It took about six hours. And so it was about middle of the day, Friday. And that's when I started doing all my scouting and yeah, towards the evening, checking all these public lands, there was... Well, the first couple spots didn't show much sign I was really interested in. Mm-hmm. And then the last spot, I mean, I heard a bunch of gobblers, and I saw more people than I think turkeys would have been there. So, yeah, I didn't have any interest in hunting that area. So I, it was, I decided to start brand new uh, that Saturday morning after. So you, you kind of went in blind the first day. You were close. Yeah. So you went, basically, so you go scout this area. It's promising, got a lot of birds, but just too many people. Yeah. So are you back to square one on Onyx then at the hotel, just trying yeah. to figure out, okay, where do I go from here? Yeah. Actually, I gave my dad a call. I wanted to see what his ideas were, and he's actually the one that gave me the pinpoint of the place I uh, shot that gobbler on. Has he hunted there before? I'm no, sure. no, just, that he was, was just totally, looking at maps. Yeah, shot oh, I'm in the sure dark. you heard that about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, on my way out that Friday night, I wanted to hear the birds going up to roost, and there was definitely a lot of birds there. But on my way back to the truck, there was guys literally camping in the parking lot. It literally turned into a campground. <laughs> there was like over a dozen people with trailers and trucks and. I'm like, this cannot be safe in the morning. <laughs> so so how far were you staying from your spot that you're heading? So I guess let's back up a little bit. At what point did you decide where you're going to hunt Saturday morning and how far of a drive did you have? Uh, it was probably midnight. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty close. I mean, I got back to the hotel probably 
probably about nine o'clock. And uh, was this a pretty nice hotel? Uh, it was, like the forty nine ninety five special no, hotel. It, I mean, it was the medium average. It was not nothing special, but not dirt floors either. So <laughs> when me and Nick go on turkey hunts, we like to try and find a room for under fifty bucks a night. Yeah, <laughs> gets pretty sketchy sometimes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this one wasn't too bad. So yeah, it was probably about ten o'clock that night. I'm like, okay, I guess I'm gonna go here and try it. So how far of a drive do you have from your hotel to this spot? It was pretty much an hour, 55 minutes. So you got to like almost, a You're saying almost two hours or you're saying like an hour? Oh, it was just an hour, yeah. Okay. Not an hour and 55, just an hour. So, yeah, you had to be up what, probably 3 o'clock or so. Yeah, I got up pretty early and uh, started Had a cup of up. coffee? Oh, yeah. There was a black rifle coffee in the cup holder for sure. There you go. So you're on your way out to this property you know, last night, tons of uh, people, public land guys just camping out. What are your first impressions when you roll up to this new spot? Because you didn't get to scout it that night. You know, this is totally blind. What's, I guess, what do you, what'd you walk into Saturday morning? So, uh, I'm driving down there. It's kind of misting and raining a little bit. So, I'm like, oh, boy. And then I uh, checked the weather. It's supposed to be good during the day. Pretty cool day. And, uh get out of the truck it's real foggy real damp i'm in the bottom of that little valley here and there's a little creek i gotta cross to get up to the hill and then uh get out of the truck get ready cross the creek and sure enough it starts getting daylight and i hear a gobbler right on the side hill where i was at and were there a bunch of other people there or no there wasn't anyone there i mean it was a pretty big um game wild game area in the I was in the center of it, so it was pretty uh, pretty far back. So, How long of a walk was it back there from where you parked your truck to where you set up? It was probably about a mile and a half. That's a good hike. Yeah, mm -hmm. especially those hills. It was, uh, those beat you up pretty quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could walk 800 yards across the ground, but only cover 200 yards the way the crow yeah. flies. Mm-hmm. Just up one ravine, down the next. Up mm -hmm. one, down the next. So about how early into the morning you hear this gobbler? Like, is it just one lone gobbler, or are you starting to hear a bunch? Uh, I thought, I swear I heard two, but, I mean, those hills, the way things they, echo. They and, yeah, play tricks tough. on you. It's totally a different setting there, and it's definitely a learning curve. And if you think, of, like, here in PA, it's kind of flat where we're at, and... If you hear a gobbler and it sounds way out there, it's usually, I mean, if you could just hear it, it's a good distance. Yeah, maybe 500, 500 yards or so. Yeah, and where I heard this gobbler, I mean, they could just cross the hilltop and then it'll sound like they're right there in front of you. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll go from sounding like 500 yards to 100 yards yeah. in no time. Real quick, yeah. If they're just down on the bottom of the ravine, you can barely hear them like, wow, they're way out there. Then they just come up a little bit. It's like, wow, they're right on top of me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what happened. I mean, it was totally a learning curve. So you get to your area. Um, how About how close did you get to where you figured that bird might be? Like how? What did you have did you to reset in? up, or well, when you sat down your first time, were you locked in and he was not far away? So after I kind of crossed that creek and got on top of that hill, I could kind of tell where he was at. He was on my side of the, well, on a different hill, but on this side of the hill where I could kind of hear where he's at. 
So I totally just got everything set up. This is like just getting daylight where I could see what I'm doing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you put decoys out. Yeah, I got a gobbler and a hen. Full strut, strut or full strut gobbler. Full strut gobbler yeah. and a hen. Very nice. So about how far out do you set your decoys out when you're setting up for these? Uh, in this area, there wasn't any big trees. It was real brushy, so I got pretty close. It was probably within 15 yards, 20 oh, yards. Dang. Yeah, it was real. I mean, that's all I had. It was mm-hmm. real brushy in the spot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I started doing some yelping right when it got daylight, and they were just gobbling. I, th- I thought there was two. I'm not totally sure if there was two, but... Uh, yeah, he, after about 45 minutes of him just gobbling, it just he stood right where he was at. It didn't seem like he was really interested. Did he, at this was point, he on he the ground down? still? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I couldn't tell. I mean, I, I assumed he flew down within 15 minutes after daylight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... But you're trying to call him, you know, down a hill and then back up, which can sometimes be Oh, it's kind of like I'm on a little plateau where it kind of S's down a little mm-hmm. bit. But still, I mean, you said he's on the other side, so he's got to come all the way down yeah. and then back up to you, which... Well, it's kind of... He's kind of... Above We're kind you? of eye level, kind of, but he's up a little bit, so I'm kind of calling him downhill. Oh, okay. So you're not okay. calling him across a ravine. You no. kind of set up so that he didn't have to cross anything to get there, to Yeah, you. I mean, there's little dips everywhere, but, I mean, it's not a far walk for where he had to run from. And Were you competing with any hens trying to call him in? No, there wasn't. I didn't hear any hens pucking or anything. So That's big. I mean, a hen can ruin yeah. a perfect setup oh, very yeah. quickly. Um. So give us the rundown. He, you know, you've, assume he hits the ground. You're doing a little bit of calling. You know, what's what's happening now? So, yeah, it was probably about, I guess daylight was probably about 7 o'clock. So it was about 8 o'clock now. And he's still gobbling? He's still gobbling pretty good. And then he kind of stops. And uh, all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, here's some, like, plucking. Like, I thought it was a hen coming at me. But it was the long beard coming flying down at me and then he flies up in a tree about 100 yards away I'm could like, you see him at that point yeah I, could, I just saw him as soon as he right before he flew and he jumps up in a tree and i'm like i've never seen that's this. weird yeah eight man. o'clock he just decides to fly back up yeah it was so <laughs> odd and then uh he could i don't know if he could see my decoys or not it was kind of brushy like i said and i try to yelp him down i mean he was up there for a good half hour so is you sw- are you using a mouth call or slate call? I noticed you, you did, did a hand use, motion yeah. down there. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I did use a mouth call a little bit, but box call was I think I was more dominant with that. But uh, yeah, he was still answering everything I did while he was up in that tree. But he after I've a half never hour, heard of a bird doing. I was that. just gonna say that's odd. I w- and obviously nothing spooked him because if he was spooked, he probably would have shut off. So yeah. I wonder what. I wonder Pushed if that's up to the tree. like a terrain thing because turkeys are very big on sight. That makes sense. And if it's rolling hills and they can't see, you know, what they're and walking brushy. into. Get they, the vantage point. Yeah, they fly up in a tree and they can see everything. So that, that might be yeah. a common thing for birds in that terrain just so they can see see what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird for us because we're flatland and if you get into some hills, it might be a lot more common like you said, yeah. Tom. So he's up in the tree for a half hour. It's got to be killing you because you can see him oh, at that yeah. point. Yeah. Um, can you tell he's a long beard? 
Uh, I could, yeah, definitely see he's not a Jake, so he was going down. <laughs> would you have shot him if he was a Jake? I, I wouldn't have shot no him. Comment. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No <laughs> comment. Don't have to worry about that. Uh, so no, Austin's a long beard killer. Well, I, I don't like to shoot Jakes, but I mean. Everybody's uh, got their own opinion. Yeah. Some are wrong. <laughs> uh so half hour goes by, you're calling to him like, what, what's going through your head watching this bird just sit in a tree at eight o'clock? Like, I'm sure you've never experienced that before. Yeah. So like, what's going through your head at this point? I mean, I was shaking as like, you just, your emotions are coming out. You're like, holy yeah. cow, I got a bird in front of me. And I mean, after eight o'clock, uh, well, after he was up there gobbling, he decided to fly back kind of where he's roosting at. And I saw the tree, he landed in another tree. So he's just jumping from tree to tree. He didn't like what was going on. He didn't see any decoy. He didn't see my decoys moving around. So I'm like, oh boy. And then, I mean, he's still answering my calls. He's still gobbling. But uh, after that, he kind of shut up and I was still calling a little bit. I mean, I'm calling like every 15 minutes. Like I'm not trying to be too much. Yeah. Just letting him know you're there. Yeah. And then he kind of, I kind of hear him go back over top of the hill he was at. I'm like, oh boy. That's it, huh? Yeah. So I kind of gave one more call, waited about a half hour. And then I called again and I could tell he was, yeah, on the other side of that hill. So I just started, I packed everything up, started booking it over there. and So you, you decided, so it's got to be what, almost 10 o'clock by now? Uh, it was and... probably about 9 o'clock. Okay. Um, and at this point you, you're going to just go after him. Yeah. Okay. I figured I gotta move. I definitely had to move. It was right at daylight and it wasn't really the best spot I could have picked, but I mean, it was pitch black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, and you've never been in there before. So, yeah. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go up on the side hill and get everything set up. And that's what I did. And I didn't make any calling since I moved from that spot. I just got everything set up and I made one more call. And I didn't hear anything. I'm like, well, let's give it half hour and see if he comes in. And sure enough, it was probably about 20 minutes later. Uh, not 20, like 15 minutes. And I just has he saw called that. or anything? No. He okay, didn't make so you're sound. in silent. Yeah, I just saw that red, white, and blue head coming over <laughs> top of the hill, and he came right up to the decoys. And I had a tactic cam on my shotgun too, but somehow I left it on. I don't know how they get turned on the truck, but uh, I just threw it up, and he saw my decoys. He moved back a little bit and started putting, and then I just boom. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, all she wrote. Yeah. What'd you was, shoot him with? What kind of gun were you using? Uh, Eleven eighty-seven Remington. Oh man! And I love how you gave us the classic picture with the bird over the shoulder. You could just kind of see the feathers <laughs> yeah. in the picture. It was just yeah. a selfie, and you could almost tell there was a turkey in there. <laughs> I figured I'd get you guys a little bit of a tease there. Yeah, I have to. <laughs> so the old eleven eighty-seven barks, and can you see him flopping around, or did it oh, yeah, go it, down over the edge of a hill, or? It was, we're kind of, I mean, not very steep, kind of a little of a roll over the hill. And it, yeah, he just floppled over there and that was it. So how far was your shot? I know you said he was in your decoys, but he started to back away. That was probably about 20 yards, 25. Okay, so he's right in the wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what, uh, what do you, 
you measure spurs and beard length on them? Yeah, so a nine-inch beard and one-inch spurs. Nice. Not a, not a nice. huge bird, but, I mean, definitely. That's your was, first Kentucky yeah. public land bird. and Going in blind can't be getting that. A, getting a long beard like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know many guys that really start paying it like, oh, you know, his spurs weren't quite what I was looking for. I know, like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you get a full fan, you know, a, a old bird that's not, you know, a Jake. They're pretty yeah. much, long beard's a long beard. Yeah. You know, just. At least for me, it's just by chance how long it is, you know. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't killed a bird in three or four years, so that would, it's nice to get back in the game a little bit. Well, you yeah. did tell me before the season started, before you went to Kentucky, you said you are for sure laying down three birds this year. So you got one out of three now. Yeah, and we're going back down this weekend. So you're going back to Kentucky this weekend. Yeah. My dad wants to go. I'm oh, like, man. Did you tell him all the birds are dead there? <laughs> yeah, there's none, none left. left. Like that spot you told me about? Yeah, I killed the only bird there. So. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, we're leaving in the morning tomorrow, and we'll make it a three-day trip. We're going to hunt Ohio first day, too. So mm. Typical. Um, <laughs> Typical. <laughs> if you guys need, um, I don't know if, if you guys already got your areas picked out, but we did get into some birds uh, when we went to Ohio. Uh, we can talk afterwards if you're interested. Yeah. But, um. So how far of a walk did you have back with your bird? Uh, yeah, so I kind of, it was probably about two miles. I was like a mile in there and probably probably another mile or half mile to get to that bird. And it wasn't a crazy walk. I mean, it, it was pretty much all downhill, so I, there's nice. nothing to complain about. Did you <laughs> stuff them in your back or did you sling them over your shoulder the whole way out? Uh, I threw them over my back. I, That's I have a vest that has the pouch. A bird has never ended up in there. That I always, for some reason, I just like the walk out with it over my I shoulder. I like the walk out, except for when me and you killed that double and you couldn't carry anything. And yeah. I had both of our shotguns and two turkeys. It was nice to throw one in the pouch and one over the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty wild. But uh, so I guess, you know, you're heading back down tomorrow. Um, by the time this releases, you're going to be hopefully stacking more birds. Hopefully. But are you heading back same general area, or are you going to hit something else? Well, the way Kentucky has it set up, I can't kill another bird on that wildlife management area. So I think we'll try and get my dad one and then go to a different spot. And I mean, we got five tags to fill, so <laughs> we got a lot of moving around to do. So. Oh, so you you get three tags? Oh, you got your Ohio tags. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I threw that in there, and... Yeah, you could only Jeez, kill... you could kill four birds then. You can get one in Ohio, another one in PA, one in New York. Yeah, and... yeah. I definitely don't need that much meat, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Are you taking your bow or your shotgun this time? I mean, I kept saying my bow, but I there really is nothing better than blasting them with a the shotgun. There, I just like I said, I I, I agree with you. Shoot one with a bow. I agree with you. I I want to shoot one with a bow just to say I did it, but there is nothing better than smacking turkeys in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, like. I don't think shooting one with a bow is going to change that. I just want to be able to say I did it. Yeah. Mainly because as soon as I brought it up, I had several people that were like, oh, you're you're not going to be able to do that. Oh, you're not using a blind either. Yeah, forget it. You're not going to be able to do it. Right. So I'm like, I'm just going to do it or try to do it, see if yeah. I can prove them wrong, and then I'll go back to my shotgun. Yeah. Instead of trying to do it, why don't you just do it? I am going to. <laughs> just, just do it. It's simple. Yeah. Simple well, math. Austin, I appreciate you coming on and giving us the rundown and 
really sparking things off for us early this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Had to do a little turkey I, camp series. Well, actually, Austin, I think, was the first kill for hunting season back with bear. He was. Because it was right out right out the gate. He got his bear. And then you're kicking off the turkey series. He's just a stone-cold killer. I know. He's <laughs> just... do it without you guys. You guys inspired me to get out there. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, thanks again, Austin. Um, and hopefully next week we'll be talking about a whole other stack of birds. Hopefully. Tom, you got anything? You look like you were about to say something. No. Mm, okay. I thought you were raising your hand like you had a question or something. All right. Well, I guess on that note, turkey season's right around the corner, so get outside. <laughs>